0: When you walk past a painting, or you listen to a piece of music, art is supposed to elicit a reaction, doesn't necessarily have to be positive, but it causes you to think, it causes you to talk to the person next to you, or to think, wow, okay, you know, even if just for 30 seconds, it changes your perspective, and you walk away from that piece with a different mindset, I firmly believe you walk away from whatever that is, a better person. There's nothing negative about the arts. Um, and I would, if you want to argue with me, I'm happy to argue with you about that.
1: All right, let's argue.
0: (laughs) Not you, anyone who's listening.
2: Hey, welcome back to Romega Talks. I'm your host, Abby Yerby. On this episode, we'll be joined by not only my wonderful co host, Braden Keith, but we'll also be sitting down in the booth with Mandy Maloney. You might know her as Executive Director of the Rome Area Council for the Arts. We know her as a delightful human being. Mandy, we loved talking to you, and I'm so excited for everyone to hear this episode. Thanks, enjoy.
0: Hello.
1: One of my favorite people <gasps> really? is in this room right now.
0: Wait, it's you. Not me. It's <laughs> love. <laughs> it is Mandy. Oh, thank you, Brayden. You're one of my favorite people. That's so kind. I love Yeah, I love I love everything about what you guys do. You guys have been super helpful to the Rome Area Council for the Arts as well. I love doing business with businesses who have
1: hmm. a heart. I love that. I'm super excited because Mandy is involved in so much in the community, not just executive director uh, for the arts here, but um, you you do a lot with local production for theatrical. I uh, do.
0: Most people, if they recognize me at all, it's because they've seen me in fake eyelashes and a ridiculous costume on stage. It's (laughs) not
2: the worst thing to be known
0: for. um, And it's the
1: whole family though, right? My whole family,
0: yes. We are theater people. We're one, We're just those people. We're the we're the geeks that you know you might make fun of. I'm just kidding. Um, theater has always been my art. You know, I think we all have um, a particular art form that we resonate with, even if you don't think so. There's something that's an art element or or characteristic about you. I love to encourage people to find their own art, but theater has always been our art. And uh, yeah, I've done a lot. In the theater community, I guess, um, on both sides of the stage. Yeah. I love to direct. Um, well, I usually la- direct the kids.
1: In the last year, I, I went to see Suzical the musical.
0: Yeah. Oh, I saw that as well. Did you? Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. And okay. I I turned to my wife in the middle of it and I said these these costumes are unreal. I like, did the costumes. Yeah, for that. I, I I looked in the pamphlet like who is it? I was like, <laughs> it's Mandy. Mandy uh, did it. Of
0: course, it's Mandy. <laughs> no, I- <laughs> I do. I love to sew and I love to create. And it it just that, that when I can't be on stage and I'm not directing, actually, don't let me lie. When I direct, I also do my own costumes because I'm a control freak and I can't hand it off to (laughs) anybody else. But, um, yeah, my son and my daughter were in that. My son, my son, my husband built the set. Wow. Our part helped build the set and I did the costumes for that production. But I, um, (laughs) I was filling out an application volunteer. I'm part of Leadership Rome which is a wonderful program. And they were asking for volunteer hours. And I finally started adding up in the last five or six years, how much time I've spent at the theater. And it was over 3,500 hours. Wow. I mean, like, how am I still married? <laughs> wow. Um, By just, making
1: it a family affair. <laughs> yeah. Well, my, yeah.
0: it is something the whole family can do together. And I think that's really important. But yeah, out of like 26 shows, I had been involved in 17 of them. Hmm in multiple roles like either director producer costumer actor whatever so um yeah that's kind of silly but i love it that's what i love about this community you know there's lots of places to do things like that and it's
1: such a small town every time i see her kids out about um i see her daughter i see her daughter everywhere for some reason Really? i I ask for her autograph every time
0: (sighs) it's it was the greatest day when they saw Brayden and he was like, can I have your autograph? I think it was the it's like the program. day after the yeah.
1: musical. I saw them. It was amazing. He was
0: like, can I have y'all's autograph?
1: They're so cute.
0: They're sweet. They're sweet, sweet kids. Um, my son just got to play tiny Tim at Christmas and Scrooge. And that was a big deal for him. He was, I had the producer actually, she was like, it's like we called central casting and asked this." the, asked them to send us tiny Tim. He's just, wow. you know, he was he's seven and kind of scruffy-headed and skinny and but so sweet in the face and he got to sing and oh my gosh, my mama heart was so proud. I did those costumes too. But
1: whatever.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you know, if you're all going to be there, you might as well.
1: So yeah. Yeah, yes. I'm just such a literalist, and so when I see, in like Suzical for example, uh-huh. an elephant come on stage, and someone gave me like the task to to draw the costume for that, or you know design the costume for that, I'd be like, it's an elephant, so we need a lot of product, and like you 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 gave him just the right amount of everything that he came out. I'm like, that's that's an elephant, but it's like an actor able to, you know, do his role without being burdened by thank his costume. You. So yeah, thank you
0: real
1: like you can tell these are real people mm-hmm. also, like, yeah paid homage to the you know the yeah personified the character really yeah, well yeah yeah In books. yeah wonderful. thank
0: you thank you all the hours that i spend scouring goodwill looking for costume ah. pieces thank you it um it really is a it's definitely a paycheck of the heart for sure yeah when you do stuff like that yeah. you don't get paid and it's fine it's because you do you get to see it come to life um something that was an idea in your head you know then and when you put it on um, speaking of that particular actor James uh, Swenson who's a dear friend of mine he's he's just amazing and so you really like see how that particular art form theater combines a lot of other art forms to make one really very cool immersive experience and i think that's why i've just always been such a fan of theater cuz mm. you have music and you have visual arts and yeah. you have um, performing arts. I mean, you know, it all comes together. Techno- lighting design and so many ways for people who have a creative bone, <laughs> you know, to to plug in and be a part of something yeah. really big. And then it's very bittersweet, but it's actually kind of cool, too. After a, a run, it all goes back to black. It all goes away. And then you start the next thing. Wow. So again, we're all very weepy and sad because it's like, oh, I just spent what feels like years of my life creating this Hmm. thing, (laughs) a finite amount of people came to see it, and once it's gone, it's gone, you know? Hmm. So, I don't know, it's kind of, it's actually very cool, you know, a cool way to do
1: art. Did your paths cross when, Abby, you were doing your performing art?
2: Oh, I did Follies, actually. Oh, yeah. It was my first time. I'm not a JSL member. Uh, One of my friends, actually, you might know her, Kelly Hill. Yes. She's also a delightful, wonderful human being. She is a wonderful human being. Um, she talked me into doing Follies because I wanted to do theater, but the whole production uh-huh. intimidated me a little bit. While I did theater as a kid, I wanted a little step into it, and Follies was a great little boot camp.
0: Yeah. You it's... just kind of go for three weeks and you're done. You yeah. Know, it's, yeah.
2: And still, even though it was a short period of time, there was a sense of camaraderie. And even after everything mm-hmm. went black, people still post in the Facebook group, like, I have a Greatest sure, Showman song stuck in my head this morning.
0: Yeah. I love that soundtrack. Uh,
2: it's so good. So good. It was such a delight and it kind of wet my appetite. So I plan to do some RLT stuff in the future.
0: Well, come yes. down. Yeah, we totally well, Um They just announced their season and lots of fun opportunities. I, um, I'll i be taking a little bit of a backseat this year just because I have a couple of things going on, but I'm still going to be around. And um, so that'll be awesome. We love new faces. And again, I think that's why this particular art not that it's better or worse than anything else but for me it is that sense of camaraderie Mm -hmm. that you get um and that family you know because it's not just something you sat in a room you're by yourself and created and then present to the world you know it's all collaborative and you just form bonds and ties that last forever (laughs) um And you, you really get to know people very well when you go through a process like that. So, um, yeah, my whole family, we, I love that I have little theater rats that I've raised, you know, in the theater from birth and, um, that, you know, sometimes they do it on their own and sometimes I do it on my own and. Um, even once dad did it all by himself, you know, (laughs) um, and we just all, you know, we either sit in the audience and support or we do it together. And especially while they're young and they still want to be around us, (laughs) you know, it's nice to, I know that by them engaging in the arts, I'm helping create and shape wonderful human beings because I know that that's what engaging in the arts do for us is humans and society and so I know that they'll carry that for the rest of their life but the fact that I get to do it with them and that I don't feel like I've imposed my hobby on them they really just tapped into that innate part of their selves where it thrives you know and they realize that it's so intrinsic to who they are as people and that's how they express themselves through they're both dancers you know they love to dance and music and um so it's it's a very very cool thing to get to do that kind of stuff with people you love.
2: Yeah. So what was your first theater experience? What wet your
0: appetite? Um the fur Okay, so the first one I actually played Mrs. Claus and I was 5 years old in kindergarten. <laughs> and um I remember at the time being very i'm um, ha- arguing with my mother. First production ever. I had she was trying to make my hair gray and I was like you need to just put baby powder all over my hair and because my hair is dark it will turn it'll look gray and she's like no we need to like just do it you know (laughs) again I know nothing but I was a director then I'm telling you I was such a bossy pants (laughs) and I had like she had patted me out with the, the, with the granny boobs and the, you know, and for oh, real, right. we put baby powder in my hair and it was perfect. And I even remember her telling somebody over here, you know, she told me to do that and I had no idea, but gosh, it looks so cute. And I remember thinking, that's right.
1: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: so, um, but all I had to do was sit in a rocking chair. I didn't have any lines. I was just Mrs. Claus on the side. But you looked real cute dude. I the costume and the hair. I'm telling you, it was pretty amazing. <laughs> um, but I got back into it, I think when I was maybe 12, you know, I did church plays and things like that. But then really, um, I got snagged to do a production of a Christmas Carol in Adairsville at the dinner theater there, which still exists by the way, such a great little space. And, um, Barry, Barry college students had come in to put on a dinner theater production and they needed a couple of street urchin kids. And my mom worked there and, they grabbed me and, um, all of a sudden I could speak in a Cockney accent. And (sighs) I mean, you know, like my mom was like, where did that come from? And it was just watching lots of My Fair Lady and old fifties and sixties musicals. Um, so yeah, after that, I was sort of, you know, that was just kind of the thing I did. I was always in a play, you know, I don't know if you've ever seen those theater kids that wear shirts that says, or that say, I can't, I have rehearsal, (laughs) you know, that was kind of me. So, um, and it just stuck, um, for a while. Auditioning is terrifying, you Mm. know, um, singing in front of people was terrifying for a long time. I'm only just now slightly comfortable with that. Um, but gosh, it's been so good for me as a human. I was actually very shy
1: Mm.
0: as a kid, believe it or not. And my experiences in theater have taught me so many life skills, through theater skills you know being able to stand up and um put yourself out there and possibly be rejected um you know public well, speaking in a
1: culture where so many people are buried in phones too like
0: oh my gosh public
1: speaking elements missing being able to right. communicate with people
0: right it's
1: missing and engage
0: yeah engage people for longer than 10 seconds right. um and outside
1: of a text you right
0: yeah. yeah so um I know that that, all of those experiences have have made me a better employee and mother and um, community advocate. And, you know, because if anybody knows me, they know that one thing I don't have a problem with now is standing up and talking to you about something (laughs) I'm passionate about, um, which has served me well. Um, And it's not something that you can, that everybody or that anybody can just do. You know, it doesn't come naturally to a lot of people. So if you don't have opportunities to really perfect or not that I'm perfect, but you know, to work on that, then when you need to do it in your job or your church or wherever, you know, it can be, my mother is terrified. You know, they always say there's people, more people are scared of public speaking than they are of death. <laughs> I yeah. say, put your kids in theater, they'll learn, you know, and you do learn how to, either you learn or you quit, I guess to. To have a little bit of a thicker skin and to know that okay if this wasn't right for me something else will come on and and it's okay for me to just be in the ensemble right now and to step back while somebody else is in the spotlight because um, nine times out of ten you're not going to be the lead right you know you're going to have to be the supporting and so all of that applies when you get to be an adult where you have to do things you don't want to do and when you have to work with people you don't want to work with or um, you know even helping your children through things like that. Um, so yeah, I'm so thankful that, that I've had those experiences within the arts. Um, myself, I feel like I know it's made me a better person.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Probably not still the greatest, but you know, (laughs) just kidding. What are a couple of examples that you've run into that? Oh, goodness gracious, that's a great question that I don't have a really good answer for, other than I feel like I've already answered it a good bit. Um, I, I can... Um,
1: Just press rewind and listen. I
0: No, 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 no. <laughs> I, I mean, I do feel <laughs> like being able to stand in front of people and speak and to think on your feet. Um, I'm not saying I'm the funniest or the wittiest person, but usually I can get away with being asked questions I don't have answers for and then coming up with something that sounds slightly good. Not in this situation because I'm completely drawing a blank, but no. Um, <laughs> I know that um, even in uh, budgeting, this sounds crazy, right? But um,
1: improving numbers,
0: <laughs> not improving numbers. Oh. Putting together, um, putting together an event, which we do a lot at the Arts Council. Um, being a nonprofit, having to fundraise every single penny you have. There's a very, I, I take it seriously, when someone gives us money and donates money and they, you know, they know that we have to pay a salary or, or whatever, but you want to be a good steward of that money and use every single penny to benefit the community as much as possible. So when you're putting together an event and, and we put together nice events, um, having to think of ways to do things the best in the best possible presentational it's not the right word to present it in a way that feels elegant and refined and professional, but without spending a lot of money, guess what you have to do at the theater when you're planning costumes and a set and musicians. And, you know, um, really you're usually given very little to work with. And I love that challenge. Actually the challenge of, okay, I've only got $500 and I need this to look like I spent 5,000, you know? Um, I would say that's another area that, um, is really fun for me to think of how can I be creative with what I'm given mm-hmm. and really give you a stellar product. Um, so maybe that's another example of yeah. a way that that's you know awesome. my experience is applied in uh, my real life job. So situation. Goodwill keeps
1: coming up a lot in this conversation. <laughs> how much are they paying you?
0: Goodwill. I know, right. <laughs> I, this is not a, a paid sponsor. advertisement at could all. Be a sponsor. <laughs> uh, this
1: episode brought to you by Goodwill of Rome.
0: That's right. Just kidding.
2: Just Don't kidding. Just kidding. What's your favorite event that, not Rocca, definitely not Rocca, but the Rome Area Council right. for the Arts puts
0: on? That the Rome Area Council for the Arts puts on. You know, um, we've got Firefly Fling coming up, which is our biggest fundraiser of the year. So it's a lovely evening, always, and we have some cool new things that we're doing this year. Um, but I think I really enjoy the times when we put out a call for artists and we give them some parameters hopefully enough to kind of guide them but not enough to
1: stifle stifle them yeah.
0: and then we get to see what they give us back i think that's probably i know that's crazy but that's it's not really an event it's just something i get to do i get to collect these pieces and see these pieces come in either through my email or literally going and picking up the physical piece to see what they do. Is that, a,
2: is that an example of that? The uh, Heart?
0: The Heart Project. We do a student art competition at Firefly. So mm. um, I currently have 22 pieces of art in the back of my car from high school and middle school students who were given the brief um, to tell us what the arts mean to them. Get Show us a piece that shows you um, why you love engaging in the arts. And it doesn't just have to be visual arts. It could be, you know, whatever. If you play violin... What is, you know, show us that in a 2D piece. Um, And some of these, again, middle school and high school students, it blows me away, the talent. And I think, honestly, because I don't sit down and draw. I I don't paint. I, you know, I can dream it and I can kind of fake it. But usually, again, in the theater or wherever, I have somebody come in and finish it out if something's got to be painted. Um, Graphic design, you know, that's not a skill that I have. Um, If if I can't build it out of material, (laughs) you know, I'm I'm out. So when I see people who are using their powers of creativity for good and not for evil, and they give us something beautiful, even if it's not something that really resonates with me, but I can appreciate the heck out of the time and energy that it takes to create something, Mm -hmm. put a little bit of yourself into whatever this is, and then hand it to somebody to be judged or to be interpreted or, or whatever I love that part so yes for the heart project again we get you know what does heart health look like to you and you know what is that and we get wonderful interpretations and um, again you're about to start seeing some of the firefly pieces these kids on social media um, and really just some of the things are it's it's amazing what we have the ability to do yeah I mean when they you just really internalize something and then what comes out, it's it's really very cool. I love that part of what I get to do. So
2: that's lovely, and that just reinforces this whole idea that you already talked about of you're giving something small to them mm-hmm. and say be creative with it, and that's something that you find a lot of inspiration from, and you're obviously sharing that with other people. Right. I feel like that's what a someone who's in an arts council is supposed to do for their community.
0: Right. Well, we you know um, I firmly believe that the arts are intrinsic to the cultural infrastructure of a community, um, and that that is just as important sometimes as our actual infrastructure. <laughs> you know, yes, we need roads and things to drive on and pipes and medical service, we need all of that, but the health of our society and how we relate to each other um, and live within the same community and work toward um, a greater good for all of us, I think the arts, I mean, it's just, they're. It's such a perfect example of a way that we can all come together. You know, I, I've said before, I don't believe there are any negative side effects to participating or engaging with the arts. I mean, there's just, there's nothing negative about it. You don't necessarily have to like what you see, but it doesn't harm you, you know? Um, it, it's, it only, when you, when you walk past a painting or you listen to a piece of music, art is supposed to elicit a reaction doesn't necessarily have to be positive, but it causes you to think, it causes you to talk to the person next to you, or to think, wow, okay. You know, even if just for 30 seconds it changes your perspective and you walk away from that piece with a different mindset, I firmly believe you walk away from whatever that is, a better person. There's nothing negative about the arts. Um, And I would, if you want to argue with me, I'm happy to argue with you about that.
1: All right, let's argue.
0: not you anyone a, who's a, listening a
1: set in a theater falls on you well art has now harmed you
0: it's not art it's a, it's wood <laughs> <laughs> the, the the general process was still good um <laughs> i think art and kindness have no negative side effects just you know there's never going to be a negative to you trying to be kind mm. or sharing love that way and i feel that this way podcast
1: art. is going a totally different direction than i anticipated Sorry. We're just going to be talking about... No, I love it. Let's just talk about kindness.
0: That's the
2: beauty of sitting down and just having a conversation with someone. Right, right. It can go anywhere.
0: Well, I think that, you know, the arts bring that out in us. I mean, can you think about it? You know, um, that's why the first cavemen drew on walls, you know, it was to express some part of themselves that, you know, maybe they couldn't communicate. I mean, that's... It's it's always been that way. Art survives and art um, lives on because... People use it as a way to relate to the world around them and to relate to each other. Uh, and it, it hurts my heart to think that we don't all see the value and that, you know, um, for so long the arts programs in schools are what, that's the first thing to get cut. And, um, you know, even <laughs> we'll have thousands and thousands of people who will drive across the country to watch a football game, which is wonderful. But you know, the theater kids put on a beautiful musical, and their parents come. You know, um, it um, just—it's confusing to me sometimes. And I think it's because people don't necessarily realize what art is. I think they think if I can't look at a painting and enjoy it, I don't like art. Or if I'm not into musicals, you know, I don't want to go sit in a theater, then I don't like art. But that's just not true. I mean, look around you. Every single thing in this room was first created by someone in their mind. You know, someone had to create it, an artist. Someone was creative and said, I think that this pattern and these colors would look good on this rug. You know, your car, your clothes, the microphone in front of you. All of it was designed by an artist first. <laughs> Art surrounds us, not maybe the traditional definition of what people think art is but it's that process of dipping into who you are creatively and putting it down either on paper or computer or in a song and sharing it with the world and we we cannot survive without it i mean just think think how how it would be with utilitarian everything and oh. stick figures. I mean,
1: I think, uh, I think like a, a wine, it's uh, acquired taste sometime too. Right, it, it takes a little bit of practice to get to a point to appreciate it. And case in point for that would be my wife is uh, a, a, a ballerina. She has taught, she, she practiced for so many years and now she teaches ballet. Um, and I've gone to the performance every year for the last, I don't know, 10 years. Mm-hmm. Good. <laughs> i've gone to the performance every year for the last 10 years and um just this year in the last few months after the performance i uh said to her like that hit me in a different way yeah it's not me going to check a box to say hey, good boyfriend good husband showed up and right. watched a performance but i'm like that there was some parts of that that really right. moved me
0: well and that's i love that because um Yeah, there are plenty of people who are like, I don't want to go sit through a ballet. That's not my thing. Well, what is your thing? You know, if you like to um, landscape, (laughs) there is a creative element to that. Being outside working with your hands, to me, that's art. You know, do you like to cook and put new things together and they taste a certain way and then you put them in front of someone and you share that with somebody? That is an art. People don't don't give credit to themselves. And, and here's the thing, and again, anyone out there who wants to argue with me can. Apparently, I'm ready for a fight today.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but
0: it's in us all as humans. It's just there. Like, you can't deny it. It's in you somewhere. Even if you love to create beautiful spreadsheets. Yeah. <laughs> you know, if you're an engineer and you like lines on a paper that make sense and, and like... That is a skill and that's a gift. I 100% believe it's a gift. And when you figure out and you're okay with that, one, you acknowledge it and you're cool with it, and then you realize that sharing that can do very, very cool and impactful things for the world around you, you're an artist. Yeah. And just like that, now you can relate to other artists who again, folk art, may not be your thing. Howard Finster, you might not get where he was coming from, <laughs> but when you start seeing things through that lens, you can then find yourself in a situation where when you interact with that, maybe I don't care for it, maybe I don't want it hanging on my wall, but I can appreciate the process Yeah, and, and that this person obviously had something to share and they did.
1: Well, Steph. as a as a programmer um i've always considered what i do an art form right um it it's it, i think you find a lot of programmers that have artistic tendencies that extend beyond art too mm-hmm. so um it might be woodworking because we just like to create things you right. know and a lot of times it shows itself in like dungeons and dragons or whatever but that's <laughs> still an art form because there's an I don't do Dungeons and Dragons, but from what I understand, there's there's an acting element to that. There's creating right. costumes. There's a persona yeah. that, that they build. But, you know, it shows itself in video games. It, it just kind of shows itself, you know, yeah. in a kind of stereotypical way sometimes, but um, it, it, for me, it, it is an art form. I feel a great. I think I get the same, dopamine's uh, releasing yeah. in my mind that um, I would if I was creating something physical with 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 wood, for example. Exactly. As uh, as creating something in the digital realm. Well,
0: and you've just summarized what I hope that anyone who meets me or talks to me long enough understands, because I think we hear the arts, oh, the arts council, and you immediately think of paintings and music and theater and whatever, but for me, that's, that's, it's so much more. It's about having every single person in this community understand that you have an art living inside of you. You Mm -hmm. have something to give that makes the world bigger and brighter and better. And if that's how you find it, wonderful. You can now count yourself among the, you know, realize that you're an artist. Mm -hmm. And so it goes beyond the typical. Um, and again, that's, it's, If it, sometimes it feels very touchy feely or sometimes it feels a little, you know, out there, but it's really not to me. It's very cut and dry very simple. What is it that, that makes you happy no. that when you sit down and do it, you feel like this is a part of me cross stitching, um, wood turning pottery, you know, all of those things that feel very artsy. But again, you know, if mothering, <laughs> I mean, you know, parenting, Helping pour into another human being, a ministry service like that can be an art in and of itself because that's, um, that's just another way to share a part of your soul and a part of who you are with the world around you. And I define that as art.
1: I'm that's so wonderful.
0: <laughs> I'm so, you know,
2: we've talked a lot just internally here at Omega. That traditionally speaking, um, Brandon and Sarah, they have very uh, logical-based jobs that they're not necessarily creative. And then they hired a creative type, which Mm -hmm. is me. And I'm the one who, like, writes the words and does the graphic design. And I'm the one who, like, what did Kim say that one time? You guys had the float... Had like a wagon and I turn it into a float, which I thought was like the most oh, wonderful that's really thing. Oh, really nice. I that was the kindest of thing <laughs> I've ever heard. It was such a genuine. That's
0: compliment. the kind of thing you write in your diary, huh?
2: Yeah, you, you, you hang it. on to
0: that one. Stick that one in your back pocket. Yeah, for a while. I just
2: that have I have that just ready to go yep. at any time. <laughs> I take that wagon <laughs> and I turn it into a parade float. <gasps> I
0: love it so good.
2: But I love that you bring up this idea and. Braden you as well that, you know, programming and these logical things, they're not, you know, always zeros and ones. It's a creative process to figure out how to make things work.
0: Right. And, and I want to encourage people to think of it that way. You know, someone who, Oh, I'm not a creative type. I hear that a lot. Oh, you're a creative type. Guess what? I'm actually a little bit of a unicorn because I totally have this creative out there wackadoo side. Right. And then I get very excited about numbers and spreadsheets and checking things off a list and, and paperwork and files, you know, my label maker. I mean, I'm totally like Monica Geller on the other side. (laughs) And, um, the fact that both of these halves coexist in the same head could explain so much about me, (laughs) but, um, maybe that's why I fight so hard for people to understand that that in and of itself, if that's what if that's what makes you happy and that brings you joy, that's art. Because again, art has no negative side effects. Then it's all very, very good. And that's how you relate. Um, so I feel like I'm repeating myself. But you put a microphone in front of me and told me to talk about things I'm passionate about, and it's your fault. I blame you. <laughs> <I laughs> like they surface naturally. <laughs> um.
2: So you mentioned Adairsville earlier. Yeah. Did you grow up in Rome?
0: I didn't. I grew up in Adairsville. Um. I went to mm-hmm. Gordon Central High School. Don't. Hold that against me. (laughs) Um, And I survived. No, I love, um, I grew up around Mm -hmm. here, but not in Rome. I've been in Rome for probably 12 years now. Mm -hmm. So,
2: Well, my question kind of came from you being in the area. How have you seen the arts impact, you know, the surrounding area, whether it be Rome or Adairsville?
0: Um. I haven't seen it impact Adairsville a whole lot. Not going to lie. No offense to anyone listening in Um, Just because I haven't really, um, you know, I haven't been watching closely in that community. I have been watching in this community, though. And um, gosh, that's a great question. She writes good questions, Brayden. She turns Rushing wagons baby, into She big floats. bucks. Is
2: that wagon again. I love it so
0: much. <laughs> the English major in me is very happy to hear your wonderful questions. English minor. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. See, one day I dream of writing. Actually, same. I have like five I love, book ideas. In I my love head a good on. word salad. Uh, so
2: I'll keep that right up.
0: Um. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> you asked me about seeing how it impacts the community. Here's the thing. I think we still have a long way to go for your average. Joe Smith Citizen, to see how the arts impact our community. Meaning that um, we can see a lot of visuals. We see the Heart Project. That's great. That's there. We know that things happen at Rome Little Theater. We know we have a wonderful symphony and the Shakespeare Festival. Those are things that are easy to see. What I would love to see and what I think is a true testament is, um, is on a little bit of a bigger scale that might take a little bit longer. It's that continued emphasis on the importance of the arts, keeping it in our schools, making sure we give every kid, every senior, you know, a chance to engage and interact um, so that really we can see it on a more um, human, intrinsic level, you know, um, a a relational level that, um, you know, we come together in ways... and I think arts can bring about world peace. Is that too big? You know, like maybe, and maybe that's too too demanding. Maybe I feel like the arts have really made their impact when we're all best friends and we can all walk down the street singing and skipping. Um, no, I will say since I've had this job, I've gotten to really see some things that a lot of people don't get to see. You know, um, the Rome Area Council for the Arts is a grant-making organization. So every penny that comes in, um, the vast majority of it goes right back into the community. A lot of people may not realize that. We have a grant program. So individual artists, schools, um, nonprofit organizations, our mission is to impact the community through the power of the arts. So if you have an event or a project or a just an idea that you think really is a positive for the people in the community. And it can be five or it could be 500. Um, tell us your story and we, and ask us for money. (laughs) And a lot of the times we'll give it to you because that's what we exist to do. Um, so I think that's the other favorite thing I get to do is see some of these small projects that maybe don't make the front page of the paper and you don't, you might miss them on Facebook, but, um, you know, uh, Summit Quest. Have you heard of the wonderful nonprofit in town, Summit Quest, whose mission is to serve the families of people who are going through cancer and really love on them and, and take them out of that diagnosis for a little bit and, and give them an opportunity to do things as a family where they're not thinking about their sickness? Um, I love that program. They have a um, circle at the summit night once a month, and it was art night one night. You know, so these families came together and they created a gigantic piece together wings you know and they stood in front of them they have this beautiful um that's not something you get to really see or talk about a whole lot it's not super sexy um but man do I think about those kids and those families a lot um we got to fund the the art program at Anna K Davy for this entire year they didn't have an art teacher. They have a parapro who's working so passionate. She's an artist herself and came up with her own curriculum and asked us for the money for supplies oh. for every kid in that school to have art education. Wow. And the Rome Area Council for the Arts said yes to that. And I got to write that check. You know, like yeah. those are the kind of things that I know are happening but your average citizen doesn't maybe get to see. So that's, um, that's why I know the arts are doing what they're supposed to be doing. I just wish that it was on a bigger, grander scale so that people could look to it and point at it and go, that was the moment for me, or that was what helped me do this, or this is how I know that I got this inspiration or, or whatever. Um, I think we have a long way to go, but it is happening and that's very cool. That's awesome. I'm so
2: encouraged. This is such a
0: wonderful conversation. Oh, I'm so glad. I knew it would be. But <laughs> I'm so glad.
1: I think you answered it, but we oh. may use this anyway if we want to re- phrase anything differently. Okay. Um, my question would be, what is the responsibility and role of the Rome Area Council for the Arts?
0: So, um, again, if you go... If you want the textbook answer of what our mission statement is, it's we um, seek to enrich the greater Rome community through the unifying and compelling power of the arts. That's our official mission statement. I think that's pretty good because it really sums up what we do. anything happening in the community that is artistically inclined so far, related, culinary, you know, whatever, We try and support and advocate for, promote, let people know what's happening. Of course, Rome is a wonderful community in that there's always something to do. Um, And people who say that there isn't just aren't paying attention, I don't think. Um, But we want our artists to be supported. We want people to feel like they can make a living creating art Um, and that's not always the case. We're not quite there yet, but you know, um, artists as a community we serve and then the community as a whole who get to engage with the art that they create. So, um, that's how, that's what I feel our role is, is to try and put our hands on as many of those opportunities as possible. If it's through grant making, if it's through promotion, if it's through sitting at a, um, downtown development meeting and making sure that we bring artists to the table, and you know, and and include them as a part of the conversation when we're talking about um, parking and, you know, um, all of the things that, that seem to, that maybe seem that they don't relate. They do, they all relate. Um, and so uh, there's so many cool ways that we get to do those things. And I hope I answered your question. I just popped my finger, you might have to take that out. Um, But I think that's our role. For
1: uh, community members that may not necessarily be your typical artist, uh, but would like to be involved, how could they learn more about what you guys are doing?
0: Um, So RomeArts.org, you can take a look there, find out about some things that are happening. Our grant application, um, we have some local arts opportunities coming up on the calendar. Obviously, call me. I would love to just talk with you if you have questions or want to know how to get involved. Or want to argue. Or want to (laughs) argue. Again, apparently, I'm ready to argue with you. Um, So that's probably the easiest. We're on Facebook. Um, Follow us on Instagram, Rome Arts. Um, You know, the typical ways. Come, join us. Drink the Kool-Aid it's pretty tasty
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: thank you mandy so much you're welcome thanks for having me it was a lot of fun
2: it was a lot of fun thank you guys for listening to episode four of Omega talks if you want to hear more of us head to romegatalks.com if you have suggestions for topics or guests or if you just want to chat you can contact us there too thanks to cameron keith for our intro and outro music it's off of his album nothing and no one which you can find anywhere you listen to music this has been Remega Talks, a podcast by Remega Digital. Talk to you next time.